Okay, here we go. We are in Luke chapter 21, almost finishing the Gospel of Luke. Being the Gospel of John, and we would have done four Gospels as we journey through the New Testament together. Luke chapter 21. Luke the physician, Luke Paul's companion, Luke the one who carefully recorded all of these things for us, did interviews and gave them to us so that we could know the story of Jesus, the account of Jesus, the gospel, according to Luke. Verse 21, chapter Verse 21, yeah, verse 21, chapter 21, verse 1. <laughs> As Jesus looked up, he saw rich people putting their gifts into the temple treasury. Ah, this is kind of interesting that Jesus is watching what people are putting into the treasury. There was a box there. But I guess it's true that Jesus is still watching what we're putting in the treasury. Jesus knows what we're giving. Jesus knows what we're doing. Jesus knows our generosity. Jesus knows our hearts. Jesus knows our greed. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus knows all of that about us. And he knows what we're putting in, and he knows what we're taking out, and he knows what we're doing with it. So um, he sees that rich people are uh, putting gifts in there, putting some money in there, putting some cash in there. He also saw a poor widow, so contrasting the rich and the poor here. He saw a poor widow put two very small copper coins in there. And he says this publicly, apparently. He said, truly, I tell you, that this poor widow has put in more than all of the others. All these people gave gifts out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty all that she had to live on. Well, this was a real act of faith. And so he's saying that just these couple of copper coins that probably aren't worth much at all. Our copper coins aren't worth very much. Our pennies are made out of copper. She gives this, and Jesus said it's more than everyone else. Why? Because uh, she gave out of her money to live. She gave by faith. Uh, you know, putting that money in there, she had to believe that God would take care of her on the return side of that. Now we could ask the question, do you think that God took care of her after she gave that? Absolutely. Absolutely God took care of her. And here we are reading about it all of these years later, 2,000 years later, we're still reading about this lady. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely amazing. So verse 5, some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. So looking at the temple again, uh, we said that these guys were primarily living in the rural areas. They were living in the Galilee. They were fishermen. They were they had flocks and herds. They live in the breadbasket. And so they're coming into Jerusalem. And when they come into Jerusalem, <clears throat> they're looking at the temple and all of these buildings. And they're enamored with them. They think, man, this is just like, look at this, Jesus. Look how amazing this is. They're impressed with the things that were built. And Jesus said, as for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Well, that time did come. Jesus is speaking in around the year 33 AD and in the year 70 AD, um, less than 40 years later, all of those stones did come down. Uh, Rome responded to the last uprising of the Jewish people in the city of Jerusalem. 
They went in, they destroyed the temple, they burned the temple, and every one of those stones came tumbling down, just like Jesus said that it would. And so it is with all of the great things that we build and all of the great things we do. It's all going to be coming down. It's all temporal. It's all temporary. And teacher, they said, when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they're about to take place? Wow. So uh, <clears throat> I would be curious about that as well. And Jesus says this. He says this in the other Gospels, too. This is all sort of variations on a theme. Jesus uh, preached this uh, apparently a few times in a couple of places. And um, each one of the Gospels includes certain things and doesn't include other things. But he said, watch out that you're not deceived. Now, we've said it a lot, and we'll just continue to say it, that the nature of deception is you don't know you're being deceived. He's talking about religious things and being uh, deceived religiously. He said, watch out that you're not deceived, for many will come in my name claiming I'm he. The time is not, uh, the time is not yet. The time is near. And he said, don't follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings or rumors of wars, don't be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. So what does that mean? It won't come right away. He said, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, you know, don't be frightened, don't be alarmed. What I've found is particularly people who understand some of these scriptures, uh, these are prophetic scriptures talking about the end of time, the end of the world, talking about Jesus coming back, talking about the rapture, those kinds of things. And so uh, because he's talking about those things and we're anticipating that these things will happen, uh, when they happen, a lot of times... I think we disobey the scripture and we get frightened and alarmed. When there are wars and when there are rumors of wars, a lot of times Christian people are talking about that. Oh, you know, look at the wars coming and look what's going on. And well, you know, Jesus said, calm down, chill. Those things are going to happen, but the end's not yet. The end will come. But those aren't the things that are portending the end. They will happen. And there's been lots of wars since... Uh, Jesus ascended into heaven since he spoke these words here. Verse uh, 10, he said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation. It seems to be civil wars, and there's always civil wars going on. There's probably civil wars going on on the planet right now. Um, inside of countries, people fighting each other, ethnic wars. So, uh, <clears throat> it's happening even in uh, Ukraine and Russia. You know, you have these these people you know fighting against each other each claiming the territory is their own and kingdom against kingdom it seems to be alliances against alliances those have always happened in the old testament you had kings that would align with other kings and now we go to war uh, with alliances in fact uh, we won't attack anybody unless uh, we have our alliances together so these things will happen there will be great earthquakes and famines and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. So there's all of these things are going to happen. All of these things that frighten people, all of these things that get us to think, you know, this must be the end. We've got some earthquakes, we've got some wars going on, we've got kingdom against kingdom. And he said, but before all of this, before all of this happens, they will seize you and persecute you. They'll hand you over to the synagogues. They'll put you in prison. You'll be brought before kings and governors on account of me, and you will bear testimony to me. Uh, the persecution of the church, the persecution of believers has been happening for a couple of thousand years, ever since Jesus ascended into heaven, and it's going to continue. Persecution is the norm for Christians. Uh, we live, most, I assume most of us are living in 
the Western world living in the United States, most of those who are listening to this, that persecution hasn't really been part of our experience. Uh, and so it's a little bit abnormal to not experience that. So thank God, I thank God uh, that we're not experiencing severe persecution. <clears throat> They'll hand you over, they put you in prison because of my name, and you'll bear witness to, to me. Uh, verse 14. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you'll defend yourselves. So you don't really know when that time comes, if you're arrested for your faith, you know what they're going to ask you. But Jesus said he'll give you the words at that time. That doesn't mean if you're a teacher or a Sunday school teacher that you don't prepare. It means that the Holy Spirit will give you the things to say when you need to say them. And he said, for I'll give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Well, if you put yourself in a position where people are asking you about your faith, the Holy Spirit will give you words and you'll confound yourself. <laughs> you'll be amazed yourself at the things you're saying. Wow, you know, I didn't know I even knew that. And uh, it says that the Spirit will bring to remembrance all of these things and you'll be able to share them with others. So uh, you'll be betrayed even by parents and brothers and sisters and relatives and friends. And they'll even put some of you to death. Uh, seems pretty severe. Well, this still happens in the Muslim world in the 21st century that in some of these closed countries with very, very strict uh, Muslim uh, populations that when people come to Christ, parents will turn in the kids and the kids will turn in the parents and you can be martyred. You can be put to death because of your faith. It, it still happens today. Verse 17, everyone will hate you because of me. Well, there's a promise. Uh, it's a tough one. But not a hair on your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. That's interesting. You'll win life. Stand firm. God knows how many hairs are on your head. God knows what's going on in your life. Uh, he's going to watch over us. He's going to protect us. And then here's the last one. Um, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, you'll know that its desolation is near. Uh kind of interesting in order for end time prophecy to come to pass the city of Jerusalem needs to be there and when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies not an army but armies so this must refer to many nations and this is why a lot of people who watch prophecy they watch how the nations are responding to Israel how they're responding to Jerusalem and when they're turning against Jerusalem or marching towards Jerusalem or giving hints that they're going to attack Israel, uh, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, watch out. You know that her desolation is near. You know that these things are ready to happen. So uh, there we go. Um, we're not going to be able to finish it all. So read through it and we will pick up in Luke chapter 22. So the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. And all of these things will end. All of these things will end. But eternal life with Jesus Christ is ours through the cross, through faith in Jesus. Aren't you glad? I am. Hey, bless you. Love